This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John, and we finally reached a baker's dozen. Plus four? Baker's dozen plus four, John. All right. If you insist, Mr. Math. Yeah, it's all right, though. Uh, So, uh, John. Yes, Mike. Did you happen to watch anything this week that was halfway decent you'd like to talk about? Uh, yes, it, it was not a lot, but there were a few things that were more than halfway decent that I'd like to talk about. Well, go right. You start us out. Well, I think the number one thing that I watched this week, the one that probably is going to take up a little bit of time for us to really get into and analyze something to really like, like climb into and digest and pick apart and. I think you know what I'm talking about. I that do, I think. That would be the third episode of Brain Dead. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to hear all about it. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're going to skip that one. The The third episode happened. Uh, there was a guy named Dr. Ro- uh, Dr. Bob Bob. The end. <laughs> okay. So how about that Game of Thrones? <laughs> oh, yeah, Game of Thrones. That was pretty darn good. Um, You're underselling it, my friend. This was the season finale. All right. It was pretty phenomenal. I mean, it was an extended episode. I think it was an hour and 18 minutes or something like that. Yep, yep. And, um, yeah, it is pretty, pretty flipping awesome. There really was an awful lot to unpack in that episode. There was. There was. But I think they did it well. They did. Yes. 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 So Um, I really think they did it well. Yeah, there was an Um, awful lot that, like – like tied up loose ends and kind of set people on paths and stuff. And what, why don't you start us right off in uh, King's landing? What, what happened there? Well, uh, Cersei being the clever person that she is decided that screw it. You know what? I'm not dealing with a trial. I'm just going to kill hundreds of people in one foul swoop. <laughs> and, uh, it's funny. We're watching the episode and, uh, you know, the, the little kid, kills her cousin down in the uh, catacombs there. And yes. he's falling, and I'm looking at the barrels, and I turn to Kate, and I go, oh, remember what the, the, the dwarf talked about to Khaleesi, you know, about, like, their parents and what they did, and the on and on and on. Fire. Yeah, the wildfire, how her dad filled the underneath of the city of Westeros with wildfire, because he was going to burn the whole thing down, and that's why yep. Jamie killed him. Right. You know, and so I saw. I'm like, oh, it's it's the wildfire, and uh, and you're watching it, and boy, they built that drama up, didn't they? They built it and built it and built it with him crawling closer and closer to those candles, and then, yeah, because they kept cutting away too, like they'd cut yeah. away to uh, inside the the septum or whatever, because it started with, you know, her brother, Marjorie's brother, like confessing his sins, et cetera. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And And carving his head up. Yeah. Like right there in front of everybody, taking the knife and carving it up. But then from that point on, there was hardly any talking. Like it was all just visual. Right. And then, 
you know, Marjorie figured out something was wrong and they needed to get out of there. Yeah, I like how she put it. She said, you know, Cersei isn't here, neither is yep. the king. And he's like, well, then she'll be punished. And she's like, she doesn't care. She yep. doesn't care about the punishment. We need to get out of Dodge. Yeah, there's a reason why the, why Tommen's not here. Yes. And then Sparrow's men stopped them all from leaving. Yeah. And Which then, was dumb on their yep. part. Clearly, and then, but boy, when that wildfire erupted, and it came up through the floor, and you just saw the sparrow disintegrate, it was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it was uh, pretty cool. Yeah. It was, but it wasn't just him, it was everybody. Oh, like, it was everybody. Like, yes. then going and seeing it from Cersei's uh, bedroom window there, yes. landing, and yes. to see the whole church taken out, to see the church bell take out some innocent people walking down the street. Oh, like, I know, yeah, the collateral damage. I mean, the collateral yeah. damage is in the hundreds. Yes, and and that part of the city is now going to be leveled. I mean, yeah. they're going to have to rebuild it if anybody wants to live in that area. And all the all the highfalutin falutas were there at the trial to watch it. <laughs> falutin. <laughs> Great word. Thanks. Uh, so they're all dead now. Yep. And clearly no one opposed her because, you know, episodes end, she's getting crowned as queen. Yeah. Yeah. We, we fast forward to the end and find out that, you know, yeah. she now sits upon the Iron Throne. Yeah. After Toman, who decided that. Because remember, okay, last week we're talking, you know, with with uh, Godfrey, God, Joffrey dead. Yeah. <laughs> I and, kept thinking of that conversation while I was And Ramsey dead. Who's going to be the evil one now? You're like, oh, it's going to be Tommen because he's going to be manipulated by the by the High Sparrow and on and on and on. I'm like, oh, that kind of makes sense. And then, yep. oh, no, he just jumped off a, a ledge. He's dead. Literally, like, casually got up and walked out the window. Yeah. Yeah, my wife was brought it up. She's like, he's so brainwashed that look what he just did. Yeah. Well, I think at that point he kind of had to figure, you know, even yeah. in his – prepubescent or no i guess he's a teenager but in his brain that's not fully developed he had to realize i turned on my mother and she just leveled every ally i have oh yeah <laughs> there is yeah. no safe place for me anymore yeah and then you know all those little kids killing the uh i want to say the maestro it's not the maester the maester jason crow yeah killing the maester that was vicious that was vicious and it was a long time coming that oh, guy has been yeah. a thorn he has been a dick he has been a lot yeah. of things none of which are pleasant yeah oh yeah. geez no none are pleasant at all i mean they even start they even introduced him this episode by showing a naked girl laying there in bed and he's just like yeah whatever get out yeah she's like my money Ugh, whatever yeah he was but, a turd but yeah cersei got that guy with his new little sparrow birdies you know yep. the street kids to do some dirty work for him. Jeez, yeah. Yeah, they did. And and then now Cersei's the queen, you know? Yeah. Jamie came home. He can see, all right, something's wrong. Yeah, yes. It's, the sept is in ruins, and <laughs> Cersei's being crowned the queen. Yeah. Yeah. Something's not right. And pretty much no one has a choice. I mean, everyone's afraid of her. Right. And even more so now. I mean, she just... Yeah. Uh, oh, remember too? She had the uh, the scene where she took that nun lady that had oh, been yeah. tormenting her. Oh yeah, and uh, basically sick the mountain on her. Yeah, we finally got to see the mountain's face outside of the helmet, which wasn't as you know. It's almost like to me that the snake eyes GI Joe. Yep, not as bad as they make it out to be. Exactly, but you know she left her with. Oh yeah, that guy. You, well, if you just even, I'm not gonna 
say what he probably did, but if yeah. you remember what he uh, he he has said in the past that he's done to people, <laughs> yeah, things probably did not go well for that nun. <laughs> yeah, the nun's like, I'm ready to die, and she's like, Oh, you're not gonna <laughs> yeah. die yet. Yeah, no. And, and then walking out, time. going confess. Yes. Confe- confess. Oh no, it oh, wasn't yeah. confess. It was uh, shame. Uh, shame. Shame. Yeah. yeah. She was saying confess as she was pouring the wine on her face. Right. And then walked out saying, shame, shame. I mean, so, she uh, went full on, like, uh, silence of the lambs kind of psychopath here. Oh, massively. Massively. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. She's, she's cracked. <laughs> but that wasn't even it. Like, that wasn't even touching. No, like, on... that, all of that would be an episode in itself. Yeah. There's so much more. Yep. You know, we found out with that little finger, you know, he wants Sansa to be the uh, Lady of Winterfell. Yeah. And and, uh, and fancies himself to be. <laughs> yeah. Because he says no one will follow Jon Snow no matter what. Right. And I wish I could think of that little girl's name, but that little promo she cut on everyone. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't uh, – I saw a meme the other day, and I yeah. honestly can't remember her name, but it was George R. R. Martin, and he was like, oh, so you really like Lady whatever her name is? Yeah. It would be a shame if something happened to her. And then suddenly you see her, and she's like, are you threatening me, Martin? And he's like, no, ma'am, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but she stands up, cuts a scathing promo on everyone how they should be ashamed. <laughs> yep. You know, that was awesome. Slow like, scene stealer there. Yeah, because it wasn't just like she could have stood up and said, my house has followed the Stark house for, you know, hundreds of years and we will yeah. still do it. But she literally called out every yes. man in the room. Individually. She's yeah. like, and you were a coward and yeah. you said you were going to fight for this other army and lost all your people. And yeah. you sucked a big one. Yeah. <laughs> like She called them all out. It was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I don't care if he's a bastard. Stark blood runs through his vein. He'll be my king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. And I, this is the God's honest truth. Having me and my wife. But as they were announcing him, you know, de- de- declaring Jon Snow king of the north and on and on and on, I got a little teary-eyed. I got emotional. <laughs> it was I did. an emotional scene. It was. It was. I mean, think about it. He was dead at the beginning of the season, yeah. and now he's the king of the north. Yeah, that is a that's what we call a comeback. <laughs> now, on a, on a side <laughs> note, there, what did you think about his decision to send Melisandre off? <sighs> that's just Jon Snow being Jon Snow, being the nice, soft-hearted guy that he is. So you would have had her put to death immediately. <sighs> she burnt a child at the stake to appease the odds so they would win a war she murdered other people for their for the she murdered a bastard of uh cersei's husband yep for his blood for a for uh you know for a ritual i mean oh i'm not saying that any of the stuff that she did was good you know i just i, I, I think I, that at the very least she should have been sent away but like the the argument can always still be made, but she brought you back to life, dude. <laughs> and she did, and probably that's why he cut her some slack. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I can understand why the other guy was so upset. Oh yeah, yeah, because it wasn't you know? just a child; it was a child that he loved. He, oh, and he loved her. She taught him to read, yeah. and he was. They were like buddies. Yeah, I mean, Davos demanding for her to be executed, I, I totally understand it. Absolutely, and I was kind of cheering for him at the time. Yeah, and then if you notice, he didn't hesitate to back up Jon Snow when he made the decision of, go away, if you ever come back here, you'll be executed. 
And he said, yeah, if you ever see you here again, I'll kill you myself. Yep. So, he, you know. And that's one of the things that makes uh, Sir Davros awesome is yeah. the fact that, you know, even when he doesn't like the order or even when the orders are like yeah. counter to what he wants, he's still like, you know what? I'm going to deal with this. And even once he discovered what had happened, he didn't like take action straight away. He waited until they had the war. You know what I mean? That he waited for the right quote unquote right time. He didn't overreact, I guess. Right. So, yep. Yeah. yeah I know we're talking good. about fictional characters, but it doesn't matter. It was awesome. Uh, a well-written character yes. says that there are people out there who have these kind of values in them. Yep. Exactly. Yes. Yep. So yeah, it was pretty awesome. And Littlefinger eating eating crow in the uh, no one's ever gonna follow Jon Snow. Oh no, they all did. Yep, they all did. So you can just yeah. suck it right now, old man. Of course, though, the big revelation of who Jon Snow really is. Yeah, which came a little later, but man, that was well. And- it kind of lined up. I mean, but I think I feel like in the timeline of things, we discovered who he was before they declared him the King of the North, like in in the, on the show. Right. Yeah, yes. you know. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just agreeing with you. Oh yeah, I mean, because he is technically, he's a uh, he's a Stark because he's Ned Stark's sister's son. Right. And he's a um, Targaryen. Oh, Targaryen. Thank you, a Targaryen. He's he's related to Daenerys. Yeah, it was. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's her brother. The one who we saw get the gold melted onto his head in the beginning. Yeah, I think that was him. Rhaegar, no, it wasn't. Rhaegar Targaryen was the one who kidnapped. Yes, yes, but that was a long time ago. I think that would be like because I think like like Daenerys. I, I think they would be like it was. He'd be their father. No, because their father was the king. So it'd be like their uncle. I think that probably did it. Maybe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, regardless. Yeah. So he's he, a Targaryen and. Stark. Yeah, so he's got double the blood. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because he's Jon Snow and he's the King of the North. Right. <laughs> Which I think is awesome. <laughs> I guess uh, this has been a big thing uh, for people who have been reading the books for years. They yep. they even refer to it as R plus L equals J. Yes, yes. And uh, they were very happy to find out that it is true because even though she whispered to Ned, you know, she kind of yeah. leaned over and was like, whisper, whisper, whisper. Um, <clears throat> it turns out that uh, Game of Thrones, uh, sorry, HBO a while back had released a, a graphic that showed who's related to who and who's killed who. Yeah. And uh, it confirmed that Rhaegar Targaryen had gotten Lyanna Stark pregnant. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so everyone's like, oh, that it's true. We're so happy. Yeah. So that could be interesting when John finally meets up with Daenerys. Yes, yes. And then I think another – well, then – okay, so there's two more really big things. So I want to go over the, the quick minor things. Yes. The minor thing is, you know, okay, we still haven't seen the zombie army attacking yet. Like, that. Right. obviously, that's going to be next season. But, you know, Bran's decided that, you know, he's the new three-eyed raven, so he's going to put his hand on a tree. <laughs> he literally said that, I'm the three-eyed raven, almost yeah. like he was indignant about it. Yeah, and then he put his hand on a tree, and that's when we found out about Jon Stone. That's literally the only thing we saw from them. The other thing we learned is that, you know, their uncle Benji, he can't, he can't go south of the wall. Right. Yes. Yeah, he can't. There's a barrier he cannot cross. Yeah, um, said that it's been enchanted to keep yeah. him out, or people yeah, well, like him out. People like him out, yeah. but he still works for the living. But if you look at his face, I mean, he looks 
looks like something, you know, he's been affected somehow. Yep. And then, um, of course, Sam and Gilly reach the Citadel in Old Town. Yeah. It's a big library. <laughs> Literally my least interesting yep. part. Yep. Well, we had to cover it. Yep. And then, I don't know, one of the biggest things was Walder Frey. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Arya's gotten sick, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Man, I mean, it's the second show this year we've seen someone feeding their kids to the parent. Yeah. Because uh, that happened on Gotham. <laughs> it, it was really refreshing how she just stood there as a yeah. servant girl with the fake face on, so she yeah. picked some stuff up in that temple. Exactly. And yeah. she's like, oh, your sons are here. And he's like, well, where are they? Send them in here, the little positive. Sir, they're right here. <laughs> and then she even, like drives the knife a little deeper by saying how hard it was to grind them up and put them yeah. in there. And then she takes off her face. Yeah. And then takes off his throat. Yep. I love it. My name's Arya Stark. The last thing you're going to see is a Stark smiling at you as you die. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Choke on your own blood. Yep. And collectively, we all went, yeah! Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, now, there was also... I guess you could consider it minor, but I have a feeling it's going to become major. There was a nice, fun scene there in Dorne with the new matriarchy. You know, all the women who were who turned on the men and oh yes, that's right, killed them that's all off. Right, Marjorie's then, grandmother, the Tyrell. Yeah, Tyrell. Yes, <laughs> I love funny. Marjorie's grandmother so much. <sighs> like, I, I just looked it up. By the way, it's uh, Mormont. Lady Mormont was the little ass kicker who called out yes. all the guys. Okay, yeah. I would love to see Lady Mormont and uh, Marjorie's grandmother <laughs> just, like, hang out. Because I think that they would take zero crap from anybody. Oh, they give zero. Lady Tyrell gives zero shits about anything. <laughs> she really does. Like, she yeah. literally individually called out each one of those Dorn women. Yeah. She's like, you want to say something? Yeah, I didn't think so. Shut up. Yeah, the the grown adults or the grown the women are are <laughs> trying to speak or something like that. I, yep. It was it was amazing though. So we've got it was awesome. There are two armies that are talking yes. about banding together to do something, and they're like, "Well, what are we going to do?" And in walks the eunuch. He's yeah. like, "Well, <laughs> which the wife and I were curious how we managed to quickly get from there to you know Khaleesi's ship." Well, this is the season. That, of course, this is the first season that they've gone off book. You know, yeah. HBO is doing it all themselves. And it's also the first season that that has come up multiple times. Like, people have actually drawn graphs and showed maps and said, how are people traveling so quickly in these yeah. episodes? Yeah. And I think what it is is because, like, when Martin writes the books, he takes that into account. He looks at his maps and he's like, oh, it's going to take them, you know, months to get from here to here. But with the showrunners, they're just like, we need resolution now. We want yeah, to I mean, I mean, I mean, clearly there's a passage of time because they built all those ships, and that didn't take a couple days, right? To build all the ships with the dragons on it and all that stuff. So I mean, the eunuch would have time to travel. It just wasn't expressly stated or said or whatever, I, right? Maybe. Um, so, but as yeah, it, as it stands now, we're heading into the next season, looking at this massive fleet of ships carrying Khaleesi. Her uh, Dothraki, her Unsullied, the three dragons are flying overhead. She left her lover back in Marine. Yep, yep. Because she said he needs to, you know, work and make sure that it doesn't turn back into a slaver place. Well, not only that, but, you know, um, 
the dwarf basically told her that. I, I, I feel so bad. Tyrion. Tyrion, thank you. Basically told her that, you know, he would be a distraction. Yep. You know, and you don't true. roll into town with a lover like right. that. Yep. Um, he would be a distraction, and, and you need no distractions. And, the and he became the hand of the queen. Yeah, which was awesome. Yeah, so he's become a trusted ally. You know, I mean, think how huge that is. Because, like, you know, Daenerys, she, her father was murdered by his brother. Yep. And now he is one of her most trusted allies. Because yep. he really did try to keep the country running while she was gone. He the sure The best did. he could, you know. Yep. I still like that, you know, the, the city's, you know, like the city is, 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 um, where, where, where to lose momentum. The city's <laughs> prospering. Oh, it is. Yes. Well, <laughs> mostly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, so finally the thing that basically has happened from the first episode or the first season at the very least. Right. Is it only taken six seasons. She's going to Westeros finally. She's going to Westeros and she, probably from Tyrion's suggestion, told her lover point blank, you need power and power comes from marriages. So yeah. she's planning to take a husband. But who? Because yeah. everyone, every ruler is a girl now, except for Jon Snow. And, and that would be, they're related. <laughs> that would be, yeah. Exactly. But, you know, look at Cersei and her brother. Oh, jeez. The- <laughs> okay, yeah, I just thought of that myself. The little the thing Cersei was saying to Nunn about how she enjoys being with her brother. and Yeah. On, like, using much vulgar, more vulgar language than that. But, yeah. Right. Um, the uh, oh yeah even Jamie when they were crowning Cersei he yeah. had a look on his face like you've gone too far yeah 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 because obviously he had to realize well something's happened to Tommen which is my son yep like all their kids are dead yep murdered murdered suicide <laughs> um but yeah so we've got Daenerys heading over there with yep. a plan and an army yep. we've got the Dornish and the uh, Tyrells. Yeah. are they also hate. want to kill Cersei <laughs> and they want to kill Cersei and they're like look a woman leading an army and she hates Cersei and she's got dragons and let's back her yeah they know about her as well yeah that's the other thing too it's not like she, they're unknown to each other so yeah. I predict some big battles coming and there's no way Westeros has a big enough army no 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 no, 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 no. supporters and that's the thing is who's going to yeah. support her now I mean they'll yeah. support her out of fear but that's about it you know, I thought um, Walder Frey was going to kill Jamie after Jamie basically said, you know, every time you lose your ground, we have to come win it back for you. Why do we even need you? You're useless, yep. basically. I thought the same thing. I thought and, and instead, you know, Arya Stark shows up. <laughs> Takes care of business. Right now, something. for some reason, I want to sing that song, Gloria, except for with Arya. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was a great episode. I think she's got your number. <laughs> it was a great episode. It was a powerful episode. It was, um, and it felt satisfying for a uh, finale. Oh, I was very satisfied. Absolutely, yep. yes. Yep. So yeah, all right. That was probably the highlight of my TV watching for the week. You know, honestly, it really was for me too. I mean, like of everything I've watched this week. I mean, I did find a cool new show, but. That was just a pretty amazing show. I mean, Hell on Wheels was good television. This past, we didn't watch um, well tonight's episode because it's not on yet. Right. But last Saturday's episode, I mean, we're you know we've only got a few. We only got seven episodes, and uh, with a third one, you know, he's he's killed the Swede, and his family's taken care of. 
and he's hooked up with the uh, Asian girl who dresses as a boy, pretending to be a boy because if they find out she's a girl, then you know she won't be able to work in the mine. And so you know he's 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 shacking up with her. Well, not shacking up with her. They're they're <laughs> being intimate with each other because they can't technically live together. Um, so you know this episode is definitely more about the building of the railroad, like getting the tunnel built through the mountains so they can. Because they're right now they're racing, they're racing to get to the finish, and essentially there's no finish line. The finish line is where they meet. You know, like right. they, there's no set like okay, this is where we're going to meet. So one's going to get through and meet the other. No, it's literally going until the railroads meet, and they're trying to get past this. They're trying to claim this uh, coal fields that are going to be worth millions. So they're trying to be the first ones to get there and get through there so they can claim all that ground. Gotcha. So there's political drama happening on one side, not Bohannon's side, but on the other side. And there's violence and there's there's some liquid nitrogen, the, the, not liquid nitrogen, um, not napalm. Oh, I can't think of it now. It's not liquid nitrogen. That freezes stuff. It's uh it's a liquid, massive explosive. Can't think. But anyways, they made it. it. Uses false sulfuric acid and something else to mix together makes this. Okay. And I can't think of what it's called. Hold on a second. All right, never mind. Can't okay. think of it now. And it's it's gonna bother me. I'll move on. Anyways, it was a great episode. Uh, you know, good. Uh, Good stuff going on on that show. Definitely recommend watching it. I mean, you can go on Netflix right now and essentially watch every episode up to this the second half of season five. They have the first half of season five up there, and they don't, but they don't have the second half yet. But yeah, if you can, if you can watch it. Oh, nitroglycerin. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. If you can love it when you though. like you let something go and then it just pops right back into your head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they have the Colin Bohannon is just using nitroglycerin to get through the tunnel, and of course, there's a mishap, and someone's disintegrated. Uh, but, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so it's worth watching. It's a great show if you like westerns and drama, and you don't mind a, a, a boatload of violence. Watch this show. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, let's see. Yeah, I already talked about <laughs> Brain Dead. It, it, Brain Dead is not terrible, but it's still struggling with its identity of whether it wants to be a serious can, or a comedy. Is, is this one of those shows where you just got to kind of hang on until something else better comes along? Yeah. Yeah, because like this week I didn't have an awful lot that I was watching. Yeah. So I said, "All right, well, I'll watch this one." Um, but I will say that I finished the last two episodes of The Path this week. Was it is it worth Okay. It, worth it? it was it, it was worth it to me because I was enjoying it. Um, yep. it started to get a little like towards the end of this season, it started to get a little bit I don't want to say grown worthy, but it was like, all right, some of the stuff was kind of predictable. Some of the characters really did like go over the top. Like you're like, oh, this person's crazy. And then you see them do something else. And you're like, they are really crazy. <laughs> um, but the, the twists at the end of this one make it worth 
I, like I'm excited for the second season. I was starting to oh. cool down on it a bit, but now I'm excited yeah. for a second season because I want to see how the twist pan <sighs> out. Um, I still don't think I'm gonna bother trying to pick it back up. That's fine. That, I mean, it's not for everyone, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this, Mike. Yeah. Th- this is not something you'll hear me say often, but yeah. I have a documentary to pitch. Ooh. <laughs> um, you may not like it because it's along these lines, but it's called Going Clear. Okay. And I had mentioned it before, and I went back and watched it again because of this show. Because basically, this show is Scientology plus a little Native American mumbo-jumbo. Plus cults. Well, no. Scientology is essentially a cult. Yeah, I know. And, and that's why I really liked Going Clear, because it's done in a documentary format. They talk to people who have been members uh, over the years, you know, whether they were founding members or recent members. I had read an article a while back that somebody had written on a blog, uh, might have been Thought Catalog or something, and it was a person, it was a woman who had married Jason Lee, you know, of Mallrats and My Name is Okay, that Jason Lee. Yep. Okay, yeah. And she talked about how he was heavy into Scientology. And it was a very long article, but I found myself glued to it because I was mesmerized by the mentality that these people had going clear is the Scientology term for when somebody leaves the religion. And Wait a second. Hold on. Sure. So their own term that they coined themselves when yep. someone leaves their religion is going clear. Yes. Essentially they're now getting clarity and they no longer believe in their mumbo jumbo. <laughs> yep. Wow. Okay. So but, at least, you know what? At least I know what they are. <laughs> you got it. It was fascinating. I actually sat down when I watched it the first time, and I watched it with my mother and my sister, because we had all heard about Scientology. We all had our, you know, oh, I heard this, I heard this. So we sat down and watched it, and in the beginning, it was pretty boring. They were talking about the early days with L. Ron Hubbard and the stuff that he had written and the ideas that he came up with, and it was very boring. You know, it was more like a movement or a social gathering. But by the time it was over, I was just like... My jaw was on the floor. I cannot believe – because you hear about cults like Columbine and, and Waco and stuff like that, and you're like, wow, it's a bunch of creepy weirdos that are you know on a compound somewhere. This is global. Like the – some of the most famous people in the world adopt the Scientology religion. Huh. The, it, it's amazing. I can't even get over – the stuff that has happened in the name of this religion, the things that they do and that they get away with. Where did you watch this? Netflix. Okay. It's yeah. called Going Clear. Maybe I'll check it out. It's uh, it's really – like I said, the beginning, it's kind of boring because it's all about the 60s and the 50s and you know early L. Ron Hubbard stuff. But when you see some of the stuff that these people did and you listen to some of the interviews because they interview a lot of people who have gone clear and it's crazy. Hmm. Well, I'll check it out. I know you like a good documentary. So. I really do like a good documentary. I mean, like I've seen a lot of really good ones. There's still a lot of good ones on Netflix, but um, I don't think I've heard that one. I don't think I've heard of that one, so I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah. Cool. What else did you watch? Well, I watched. Um, you know, it's one funny. I hadn't gotten around to it, and I don't know why, but I saw it on Netflix the other night, and I watched Sin City: A Dame to Kill For. Oh no! I liked it. Oh, okay. I like the first Sin City. I liked this one. I mean, okay, I didn't care for the Jessica Alba story, which was, I believe, just another Saturday night, and that unfortunately is like a two-parter. Okay. No, no, sorry, Nancy's Last Dance. 
That's right. She was she's she was seen throughout it. Yeah. But she's the final story in the show, and that one I didn't care for. But Joseph Gordon Levitt's story, The Long Bad Night, that was a two parter within the confines of the movie. That was great. The actual story of Dame to Kill For with Josh Brolin was great. See, that's the thing is, I like Josh Brolin. He was in it. <laughs> I do too. I like Joseph Gordon Levitt. He was in it. You know, um, you know, Bruce Willis had his cameos in it, but Rosario Dawson was in it, Jessica Alba, Mickey Rourke, um, Powers Booth, Ray Liotta, Christopher Lloyd, Jimmy Chung, Jeremy Piven, Christopher Maloney. I mean, like, it's a great cast. I like. Go ahead. Sorry, I've just got to ask because you said it. How is Mickey Rourke in there? Okay, his story, apparently, his story, Just a Saturday, Another Saturday Night, apparently takes place before he died. Okay. And then, like, The Long Bad Good Night, oh, and also A Dame to Kill For does. And I want to think, I think the A Long Bad Good Night all takes place within the conflict. Like, they all happen before the first movie. But then Jessica Alba's story, uh, Nancy's Last Dance, takes place I think it's four years after the movie. You know what I mean? So a lot of this was prequel kind of stuff? Yeah. So, like, essentially, you know, there's uh, five stories, and four of them took place or a prequel. And then the fifth story, Nancy's Last Dance, takes place after the other movie, timeline-wise. Okay. That's how they were able to bring Marv back. And um, I don't know. I just liked it. I I like how it's filmed. I like the I like the violence because it's weird over the top. I mean, when someone gets shot, like you, it's not it's not red, it's not blood. So it's I mean, you know what I mean. So it's just it's just over the top and it's violent and it's kind of like I like the narr I like how there's a narrative to the story. Um, you know what I mean? Like every every character basically is doing a voiceover for their story, and I I just enjoy that and I enjoy the writing and the dialogue of it all. Um. And then Joseph Gordon Joseph Gordon Levitt's story actually reminded me of a, a movie that I saw of his that he did a long time ago called Brick. I, I think I've told you about this one before. I've seen it twice, and once was in uh, film class. Okay, yeah. I really like that flick. I think I, first time I watched it because it came out in two thousand five, and the first time I watched it, I think it was just like on a movie channel of some kind. Like I just, I believe I was just checking out various things on demand. Because back I, when I used to have cable, like you go to like you'd have Sundance on demand in the on demand section with Time Warner. I think I saw this movie. I'm like, oh, just Gordon Levitt, and I watch it. Yep, I loved it. It's a hard boiled detective story, you know that uh, out of like say Casablanca, that style of movie, but it takes place in modern times. Yep, and they're high school kids, and the brick in question is a block of heroin, and you know it starts out with he's over a body, and then it's the flashback telling the tale of. Him getting to the body and then, you know, solving her, solving her murder. Gotcha. And it's fantastic. I remember watching it, loving it, and then happened to be in Best Buy, um, not Best Buy, Big Lots. And I was just looking over the $5 movies and I saw it and I was like, holy crap. So I had to buy it immediately. If I'm not mistaken, uh, one of the women in that was Emily DeRaven from yes. uh, Lost. And the yes. other one, I don't remember her name, but she played Eden. On Heroes season two, the Nora. I'm looking at the the uh, list of names here. I think it's a, a Zora Zetner or something like that. Sounds about right. Yeah. Or Megan Good. Uh, geez, I think it's I Zora. Know. I think it's Nora. She has big doe eyes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. She was yeah. in Heroes. Yes, Nora yeah. Zetner, the one who yeah, could it's... like speak and make people do things. Yes, it's a great flick. I would actually, I would say it's a cult classic. 
Yep. Well, like but, I yeah. said, one of them it was shown to us in film class. So. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. I, think I remember asking about the movie, or you telling me you're going to be watching that, and I actually got pretty excited about it. Yeah. So I did watch a documentary. Okay. Actually, I watched two. I watched one called Fastball. Okay. Uh, which is on demand, and it's a really good um, flick. It's just a documentary about the fastball and baseball and people who threw it the best and how, you know, it breaks it down. Like they talk to a lot of Hall of Famers, a lot of current players. They highlight a lot of people and they talk to like the guy, like the first guy they, they highlight that is like he was had the most feared fastball in baseball by some because of how we used it to brush you back or just plain hit you with the ball. And then like it goes all the way back to like the first time they tried to measure someone's fastball, how fast it was. And on and on and on, and then, you know, current times. And then it goes all the way up to 2015, where there's this kid that pitches for, I can't call, it's not the Indians, it's some, it's not your typical, I say typical team, but anyways. You're definitely um, not going to get any help from me on that. Yeah, I know. But anyways, he's got a 105 mile an hour fastball. Which is insane. Wow, that is insane. I mean, the average is 80s to 90s type of thing. But he, he can throw it 105 miles an hour. I mean, just – and he's from – Yeah, I think even Nolan Ryan only got up to like 98 or 99. Fastest Nolan – and I only know this because my brother was such a tremendous Nolan Ryan fan. He actually had Nolan Ryan posters on his wall as a teenager. Um, 101 miles an hour. Okay, so he did get up over 100. Yeah, but it was like – and when he threw that though – it was like in the bottom of the eighth inning in a game. So he'd like, he'd been pitching all night and all of a sudden he chucked 101. And so that was like one of the fastest pitchers, pitches for a long time at that time. But I mean, nowadays there's a lot of guys that can break the 100 miles an hour, but no one's hit 105, you know. Right. So that's a pretty great documentary. Um, the other one I watched, I saw on, um, Netflix and it's, uh, ESPN 30 for 30, which, those are really good. Like they have the sh- on Hulu, they have like 38, 30 for 30 shorts, and those average anywhere from 15 minutes to 25 minutes. And then on uh, Netflix, they have the 30 for 30 features, which are about and you know 70 to 90 minutes type of thing. And the one I watched was on Bo Jackson because when I was a kid, Bo Jackson was everywhere. But I must have just hit the right time because like he played football and baseball, and he was like the first known guy to play them at the same time. But what you don't realize till you watch this is that he really only he was only really around for like three or four years before injury took him out of the game. He got a, he got he like he dislocated his hip and it fractured it, it 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 just it messed his hip up so bad he had to have a hip replacement surgery, and he came back and played like one more season of baseball, but pretty much um, like for me like when I was I remember I had a Bo Jackson T-shirt, Bo knows. Blank. Oh, plus, yeah, the huge Bo Nose campaign for Nike as well. But, like, I had a Bo Jackson t-shirt where he was, like, for the Raiders and the White Sox, I think it was. Or, and then, like, um, he oh, for the Royals and the White Sox. Uh, Roy, Royals and the Raiders. And then um, I had Bo Jackson football baseball for my original Game Boy because it was the coolest game because it had two games in one. And uh, so, yeah, but he was only around for, like, three or four years before injury took him out, and he was just gone after that. But yet, he's still so well-known. It's just kind of neat. It was a really good documentary. If you have time, just check it out. I mean, if you're a baseball fan, you can't go wrong with it, I don't think. Excellent. Yeah. You got anything else you're going to share? Yeah. Did you watch Preacher this week? Are you caught up? I've watched four episodes. Okay, so you're only one behind. 
and I love it. <laughs> I really do. I, I love it. I, the most recent episode, it was, you know, where he's finally realizing his powers, what he can make people do. Yep. And then, um, you know, Cassidy is talking to the angels because he kills them again. And he's like, how are you right. back? <laughs> I love how frustrating that is for yeah. him. Like, he keeps yeah. killing them and burying them, and then they come back. Yeah, he's like, how are you back? And he's and they're just like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, why are you coming after me? I mean, you're not your stereotypical vampire hunters. And they're like, and this is what I thought was, what's a vampire? Like, they don't know. Right. Oh, But you got that impression that they're yeah. like, maybe they deal with something else. Yeah, but they, no, they literally didn't know what he was. Exactly. And then he's like, no, we're here for him, the thing that's inside him. And he was like, oh, okay, all right, I'll stop trying to kill you then. And they keep but, showing the coffee can and saying that it lives in there. Yeah, yeah, but I just really liked how he's like, as far as being hunters, you guys are pretty terrible at it. <laughs> you know, um, and then when I ended... Okay, so there's this scene where this girl falls down this pit hole or whatever and dies, and they haul her up, and she's hanging there from her ankles, kind of uh, probably rotating in a circle, and uh, Earl Ray's character, not Earl Ray, you know what I'm, Jackie... Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley gets on, like, a megaphone and and cuts and just gives this horrible speech. Yeah. Well, she had it coming, and then... Walks off. Yeah. And everyone's like, all right, time to go. And, you know, and there's the one girl, she's like, doesn't anyone else realize how messed, this up, messed up this is? Yeah, because they didn't explicitly say it, but the, the thing that you got from it was that the girls were stripped down of their underwear and chased through the fields and through the backwoods. And to be hunted by paintball people. By paintball, paintball people. guns. Yeah. So they weren't literally being killed, but they were being hunted. Yeah. And it was really messed up. And yeah, he just walks in and he's like, yep, well, she should have known. Bye, click, get back to work. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to catching up and uh, I, I'm really enjoying the show. They just did a thing this week where they re-showed all the episodes again, like yep. two at a time until the fifth episode was by itself. But they were uh, two at a time with little bonuses, you know, little behind-the-scenes featurettes during the commercials. It was okay. It wasn't anything, like, noteworthy, but I enjoyed re-watching them again. I can see why. It's a great show. Yep. This, uh, oh, this, this most recent episode, the fifth one, um, it was good. Uh, I will say that it has another cold opener. And, and we get to see the continuing adventures of Ratwater. Nice. So I'm glad that they didn't just leave that hanging. Um, apparently something is tying these together. I can't wait to find out what it is. But, yep. yeah, it was a good episode, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I started watching the show on Netflix. Yep. It's called Slasher. Okay. Not going to go into great detail right now. I'll talk about it more next week just because I am time limited tonight because I got to get ready for work and whatnot. And I got other stuff I want to talk about. Um, but if you get a chance to watch it, check it out. Um, three or four episodes in, there's only eight episodes. It was, um, it's, it was, it's the first original series by the Chiller Channel. Okay. In conjunction with a Canadian network called Super Channel. And this must be the Canadian version of the show we're getting because when when the credits come up, it doesn't say anything about Chiller TV. It says, you know, a presentation of Super Channel. And, um, cause, and it just debuted this year. I mean, March 4th in the States, April 1st in Canada. There's only eight episodes, so it's already on Netflix, which is pretty cool. 
um, considering. And essentially, uh, there's a killer, and he wears the executioner's hood, and he's terrorizing this town. He's killing people based on the seven deadly sins. It's but it's not like seven by any means. Um, but I will talk more in detail about it next week. But I'll just give you this is the opening of the first episode. It's uh, 1988. It's Halloween night. There's a guy dressed as a cowboy waiting for his wife. She comes downstairs. She's massively pregnant. Says, I'm too too pregnant to go out. So he's like, all right, when my buddy shows up, then we'll have a beer. We're going to take off. Doorbell rings. He opens the door. There's a guy in executioner's outfit. And the cowboy says, oh, geez, I thought you were uh, going to be King Arthur or Merlin or whatever. King Arthur. Well, come on in. And Let's him in, and then uh, they talk for he talks to him for a few minutes, but the executioner hooded guy says nothing. And then there's another knock on the door, and he goes to open the door, and there's his friend. And he's like, huh. And he lets his friend in, and he goes like, well, then who's that guy? And then the executioner hacks him to death with a machete. No. And then he cuts the, the other guy across the face, and he flees. And then the wife comes in with the popcorn sees her husband being dragged across the floor dead, freaks out, goes to run, slips on his blood, and falls excessively hard on her stomach. And then she's trying to crawl at the door, and you see the door shut and a scream. And then the police show up. There's her dead body on the floor, but you can hear a baby crying. Cut to a guy without the mask on now, rocking in a chair, holding the baby that he just cut out of this woman. And that's the opening of the episode. Well, that's all kinds of messed up. Yeah. And then fast forward 30 years, basically, to current time, or 28 years, and that baby is now grown up, coming back to this hometown to go live in the house that her parents were murdered in, because it's a free house type of thing, and she never knew her parents, so it doesn't affect her that way. However, this town is full of secrets, and there's a copycat killer, because there's a guy, the guy who did it's in prison still, now there's a copycat in the same costume, killing people again. I'll go into greater detail next week, um, but it was a great opening. It was a great show. Um, it's one of those things where the whole town and everyone in it has a secret. Gotcha. And uh, so far, it's been really good. Cool. Yeah. So. Um, I want to throw a quick note in here. Yeah. Uh, I looked it up. It's it, because it's now July, I guess. Uh, it's no longer – you can't see Going Clear on Netflix. However, it is available on HBO Go. Okay, cool. And I have HBO Go. Thank yes. you, John. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I two shows came back to sci-fi this week, and I okay. had forgotten how much I loved these shows until they came back, and I watched the first episode of the second season. and went, my God, I miss these shows. Yeah, you know, sci-fi has kind of a hit or miss thing going with them. Absolutely. You know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. These two are stellar. I'll I'll be quick about this, uh, but by next week I'm probably going to talk more about them because they're great. Uh, okay. The first one's called Killjoys, and it's essentially a sci-fi. Uh, futuristic kind of thing. Uh, people who are killjoys are bounty hunters, but they're also assassins. You know, if you get a, uh, a level five card, you know, a level five contract, you've got to kill this person. Is this the second season? This is the second season. I feel like I've heard of this. Uh, the first season was only 10 episodes long. Unfortunately, it's hard to find. Like it's not on Hulu. It's not on Netflix. I think you can go on sci-fi's web, uh, website. You know what I'm thinking of? What? The uh, Killjoy Clown Killer film. Yeah, that's what films. I found a lot on Netflix when I tried to look for it. Okay. <laughs> this is all not right. that at all. It's got okay. a uh, 
it's got a three person team. Uh, one of them is the, one of the Ashmore brothers, you know, Sean and Aaron Ashmore. Yeah. Who played Iceman on the X-Men movies. Um, yes. But they are killjoys and they fly around the galaxy doing different missions. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of Firefly kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Um, it's well written. The characters are great. There's a, an underlying story, you know, mysterious pasts and other killjoys out there. Killjoys are like, they're not just bounty hunters. Like if you are in a fight and a killjoy breaks it up, you know, everybody's like, whoa, whoa, we don't want any trouble. Kind of like a Judge Dredd kind of thing. Okay. So they're not officially cops, but everybody gives them a wide berth because they're killjoys. It feels like a combination of that. Because I'm, all I'm thinking of as you're explaining this to me is Repo Men. Uh, Which perhaps. I realize they're not repossessing parts, but they're still bounty hunters. And right. It's like they're space bounty hunters in the future. And essentially Repo Men was the future and they were – they were kind of bounty hunters. They were part organ bounty hunters, if you will. Right. Yeah. Um, but I really like it. Give it a hard sell. Um, nice. The other one is called Dark Matter, and it's a story of a ship, the Rasa. <gasps> Dude, I love that show. Okay, it's... so you know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, the first season was on Netflix, and I have yes. watched it earlier this year. It was so good. Well, the second season just started. Oh, I'm on up, top of that. We pick up right where we left off, you know, nice. with the capture of our crew and trying to figure out, like, by now, they've kind of figured out who they are. You know, everyone's yeah. kind of got an idea of who they really are since they yep. lost their memories in the first season. Yes. Um, but holy God, is that a good show. And yeah, that's it's a back. really good show. But they literally come on one right after the other. It's Killjoys and then Dark Matter. And... Nice. I strongly recommend. If you like Dark Matter, you will love Killjoys. It is. Yeah, so- I really do like Dark Matter. I, I thought it was a great, uh, a great show. And 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 then of course the um, the cast is good. Yes. I'm going to call them an unknown cast. I've seen some of them here and there before in other shows. Yep. On side my shows usually. Yeah, yeah, like Continuum or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's a great. I didn't. Yeah, that was. I watched that uh, on Netflix. Yep. The first season's on Netflix. It's great. Yep. I'm, I I hard sell that all all day of the week. Excellent. Then, yeah, then yeah. you've got to check out Killjoys, man. I'm telling it's, you. It's funny. You know, we just did that podcast about the, the movies. Right. With Aaron. Yep. And so um, that's all, by the way, if anyone wants to know, that's on uh, – it's been released as of today. It was released today on the Nerdy Legion. It's called We Love Cheesy Movies. Nice. Um, but I was kind of talking to Aaron about it. I was going to talk to you about tonight about doing a uh, another one about shows and so I, about TV shows. And uh, – I was already making my list, and Dark Matter was on the list. Yeah. Because it wasn't one I was currently watching, but I wanted to talk about it because I I had kind of forgotten to even look for a second season. I don't know why. Maybe I thought it was canceled, but right. so glad to hear it's back. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, That's the extent of what I watched this week, though. Wife and I starred Orange is New Black. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen uh, the first episode. Um, we've seen the first three. Okay. Uh, basically, it's the same thing. It's the, the, the Women in Prison series, except uh, now it's overcrowded and overpopulated because they're a prison for hire, not prison, right. for, prison, prison for making money, basically. For profit. For profit, thank you. But anyways, um, each episode has been almost an hour long hmm. so far, the first three. And that is like when you watch a normal commercial related filled show with opening credits, closing credits, commercials on and on and on, the actual content is like 42 to 44 minutes. But when you are going 59, 57, 60 minutes, it you know, it's it feels long. Not in a bad way either. 
but yeah, so long episodes this season. Good, good season so far. Um, again, talk more about it next week, probably. Um, maybe once you've caught up, but yeah, I, I still like it. So I got some news. Okay, go for it. Okay, I don't know if you're still there. Oh yeah. So I watched uh, Steve Amell did a live tweet thing on Twitter, and I happened to, you know, <laughs> on uh, Facebook. And I just happened to be sitting there, and I, I kicked that. it on. And I'm like, oh, that's Eden Styles, which that's not her real name, but that's her worker name. And I'm like, oh, she just, oh, 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 Cody Rhodes is going to be on Arrow. Awesome. Because <laughs> Cody Rhodes recently asked for his release from WWE, as did his wife. And uh, so, yeah, he's going to be on Arrow now. He has the opportunity to uh, guest star on Arrow. And Steve Amell, they did some big announcement at the some sort of probably comic convention or whatever in New Jersey. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome, right? Yep. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah, and uh, Netflix has ordered 10 episodes of a new Lost in Space reboot. Really? Yes. Are they rebooting the original series or are they rebooting the movie that was a reboot of the original series? Well, okay. You have the original series, and then you have a pilot episode that John Woo directed. Which changed, <laughs> yes, I just read about this. It changed everything, a lot of things. And then you have the movie, um, but this is going to be a reboot of the original series. No casting has been done, this or that or whatever that I'm aware of, but it's I, from what I've read so far, it's going to fall. It's going to be the original series. Okay. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And I just discovered this moments before we started taping this, and I'm at a absolute flippin' loss for words. Some idiot. Uh-oh. Remade Cabin Fever. Yes, the 2002 nope. Cabin Fever by Eli Roth. Now, okay? I heard about this a Is while t- back. Yeah. Eli Roth wrote it. He's getting he yeah he like he's he he wrote the flick well, he wrote the remake well that's what I heard was <laughs> that it wasn't that he wrote it is that he literally handed the script from the first one to somebody and yeah. they reshot it yeah like, like word the, for the, word page for page scene for scene yeah the film was apparently released on February twelfth by IFC Midnight to universally negative reviews from critics. And this is a pretty great plot that Wikipedia has for it, which says a group of college students on a weekend getaway in remote cabins are exposed to a flesh-eating virus, killing them one by one. This version of cabin fever centers on the group's isolation without access to phones, internet, or clean vehicle, while following the beats of the original film to the point of just plain copying it. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I had yeah. read about that, and they said that they were going to remake it, and I'm like, oh, my God, what? that's a movie that doesn't need to be remade. And then when I read the part where they said that he literally just gave them the script, yep. and they were going to reshoot it, that's not remaking, that's reshooting. Yeah. Yeah, except, okay, I'm reading this here now, where it says, the film is unique in that it's a really bad movie that they remade from the original script, although the director trimmed page count from 134 to 92. So did he cut out the pancake scene? I, most likely where they talked about – one notable change is that Deputy Winston, a male, portrayed by Gustav Andrews, and the first and second films is now played by a female. Whoa. And, um, That's their idea of a notable change? Z claimed he made this choice because there was no way for me to emulate Giuseppe's performance because apparently <laughs> – yeah. I, I think I need to throw up now. This is not like last night when we talked about cheesy 
horror movies that we loved and were great. This was just plain terrible. I use this as the example because to this date, it is the only example of a movie that I literally almost got up and walked out of the theater. Yeah. I've yeah. never actually gotten up and walked out of a theater. Yep. But after the movie, all three of us that watched it were in agreement that if we had gotten up and walked out, we would not have been that upset. Yep. It was that horrible. Uh, pancakes. Pancakes. On a happier yeah. note, Preacher has already been renewed for season two. Sweet! Yep, so we'll definitely be getting more of that. So I'm just looking at this. Apparently on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a, received a zero approval rating. Zero <laughs> percent, based on 17 reviews. Excellent. Uh, Metacritic has a 14 out of 100 on it, based out of seven reviews, indicating overwhelming dislike. That's too high. 14 out of 100 is too high for that movie. Yeah. That's too high for the original, and this is the reshoot. I really cannot believe Like, I'm looking at this, and I was just like, what? What? They actually did that? Oh, and if you want to check out the trailer. No, I don't. It is terrible. I, I will say this right now. If you link that trailer to the Facebook page for this podcast, I will <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh. I haven't watched the trailer myself yet. I'm just assuming it's terrible. Yes, I think that's a um, safe assumption. Yeah, but yeah. Anyhow, so <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's how I'm, I'm going to end it. You know, on Cabin Fever. That's a horrible place <laughs> to end it, but I think it's the right way to end it, though. <laughs> so disgusted, we just don't talk anymore. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that wraps it up. A little short this week, but. Uh, I think that works. But we'll grow into it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a comment or send us a tweet or whatever you'd like to do. Just communicate with us what you like or don't like. And uh, if you have any suggestions, something we should watch. And uh, my name is Mike. You can find me on the Twitter at SuperstarML. And as always, I am John, who is obsessed with Baker's Dozens. And you can find me on the Twitter at the Quantum Geek. G33K. And the show has its own Twitter account at What Did You Watch? And also you can find us on Facebook under What Did You Watch This Week? So later. Later, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>